You found yourself on another episode of Locked On Bulls. On today's episode, me and Pat are going to talk about the Bulls suffering yet another collapse in the second half against the Phoenix Suns. We're also going to ask, what the heck were the refs on tonight? And the last play by Billy Donovan. Did he call a good one? Did he not call a good one? We're going to get into all and more right after this. You are Locked On Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bull. Bulls, member of the okay. Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every single day. That's Pat, the designer, host and creator of the Windy City Breeze and host of the Chicago Bears podcast over at ESPN 1000. I'm Hayes, host and creator of Chicago Bulls and Chicago Bears Central. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Oh, Pat, man, the Bulls sure know every single time how to rain, how, how, to, how, to, how to build us up, only to <laughs> knock us back down. How to, 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 bro. It's just, it sucks, bro. It just, it's such a good first half, really good first quarter by the Bulls. The Bulls end up going out, going in by uh, double digits in, in the, in the, in the first half. And then, the second half of the game, you just immediately got that feeling that, hey, this Phoenix Suns team wasn't going to go away. Eubanks comes in and completely changes the energy of the game. Kevin Durant comes down, and, and he ends up just, you know, go, being the superstar that he is, scoring 43 points, I believe, in this game. And the Bulls just did not have answers. Now, they still were in a position to try to tie it or maybe even win the game. There were some questionable calls, questionable uh, play calls as well from Billy Donovan, which we'll talk about. But just overall, the, the loss and how the Bulls started off this game. How you feeling, brother? I mean, listen, it, it, the Bulls lost this game in, in a game of numbers to me. Uh, I said that coming in right in the second half, defense was was poor, and that there was a, a lot of things that the Bulls could have done that they just didn't, right? But at the end of the day, to me, I watched a team that in the second half of this game was outnumbered as far as star players that could score the basketball, was outnumbered as far as a bit or uh, places where they could go out there and score the basketball. Bulls shot 29% from the three point line in the second half. The Phoenix Sun shot 55. Mm -hmm. When you lose moments like that, when you lose in areas like that, and on top of that, on the other side, of course, the referees, there's some cap going on. There was some chicanery tonight, boys. There was some chicanery. We'll talk about that. But when you lose at so many of those things and you're turning the ball over and your defense starts to lag, you're going to lose games like that. And I don't care how big the lead is. Y you will find a way to lose games when you have Kevin Durant on the other side. You will find a way to lose games when you have Bradley Bill on the other side, Devin Booker on the other side, when you just can't come out and win the math problem. And I think that's the problem with this Bulls team as a whole, right? Like, we see games like this and we're like, how did they end up losing this game? And it's like, well, if you can't compete from the three-point line, that means you have to be perfect at everything else because that's a team over there that can absolutely compete 
from the three point line, and they do a pretty good job of doing it. Mm-hmm. I I don't know that that was a tough that was a tough loss. It was a gut punch. Yeah, I mean, and, and I don't want to make it seem like the Bulls played terribly throughout the whole game. They just didn't execute. Well, in the second half of the game, and, you know, Kobe made some big shots. He stepped up in moments. Everybody kind of had their moment in this game. This is one of those games where just about everybody had had a play or something that they did to impact the game, especially in that first half. The Bulls just didn't have enough, man. They didn't. And, and to your point, you know, in the, in the first half of the game, the Phoenix Suns shot terribly from three-point range. And you always knew that they were going to shoot better coming out of the second half of this game. Or if they didn't, then the Bulls were just going to, you know, they are definitely going to reap that reward. But that math problem from the Bulls still persists. And it's always going to be a thing there because we just don't play a modern type of offense. Even with the Bulls mo- moving the ball around more, we just don't have the shooters to space the floor like we need to. The Suns were 3 of 14 in the first half of this game from three-point range. Second half, 11 of 20. Yeah, and guess what? And and you won the math problem in the first half. They were 3 for 14. They were trying to knock down the mid-range shots that they always do, trying to get KD going. Bulls did a really good job defensively. And guess what the Bulls were in the first half? 9 for 20. Yeah. That makes a difference. That makes a very big difference. And you just don't have... You you don't have a modern enough team. I'm not going to lie to you, right? Like the whole trade thing with Zach Levine coming in and if the Bulls do trade tomorrow, just trade for dudes to shoot. At this point, like... Like, that's really what I want to see come back. Like, I want to see a team that when I pass the ball to somebody on the three-point line, it's like, oh, y'all crazy to leave him open. We have nobody on this team like that. How much do you think, because they brought they presented this in the chat over on Central on my post-game show, swapping a player like DeMar DeRozan for a player like Bruce Brown, how much do you think that would change this Bulls offense down the stretch? What's Bruce Brown shooting from three this year? Uh... Bruce Brown is a nice player, but I feel like Bruce Brown operates in a lot of similar spaces to DeMar DeRozan. Like, it's a younger... No, it's not as as good as DeMar as far as history and eliteness from Mm -hmm. mid-range, but I feel like we would be trading a guy to get a guy that operates in the same spaces. I'm talking about spot-up shooters. Yeah, uh, and Bruce Brown is shooting the ball absolutely terrible from three this year. 20%, so yeah, let's, let's not worry about that. No, and it's it's not to say I wouldn't like a guy like Bruce Brown on my team, but I just think it's clear what the Bulls need, right? Like you can't win the math game right now. You if you can't beat math, you're not going to beat basketball players. Like (laughs) you're getting outscored because you're trying to swap two for three, and that's never going to win, especially going up against so many teams that have elite shooters. The second half of this game came down to one name, Kevin Durant. Yep. The second half of this game came down to Kevin Durant. And, of course, at the end of the game, there's some there's some wildness with the refs. I have some concerns. And, we, like I said, we'll talk about that. But, like, the second half of this game came down to there was a star player on the other side that could knock down threes. And you had Patrick Williams and Alex Caruso to try and slow him down. And I can deal with the Alex Caruso aspect of it. My God, Patrick Williams, how about you wake up on a defensive shift a little bit? How about we focus up a little bit here? You're not much more than a role player. You got to at least play your role well. Yeah, like, he played pretty solid defense in the first half. That second half, it was like he he was like, oh, crap, KD got going. Oh, crap, KD's getting hot. Oh, crap, crap KD's hot. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Alex Caruso's in foul trouble. I don't know what to do. Come on, people. I mean, and just understanding the moment, I thought Stacey King calling him out was was very apropos from from last yeah. year. I, I really did like, or from from this game because that last shot, Katie knocks down to make it one fifteen, one thirteen. Now the Bulls would go on to to score um, 
Oh no, we didn't. We ended up scoring that bucket. Never mind. Uh, the Bulls, the Bulls would go down on the other end uh, to try and get a bucket. But like, when you look at that last bucket, like Devin Booker's at the top of the key. Why would Kevin Durant pass out in that situation? At one point six, at a minimum, you don't let Kevin Durant beat you. It's not like he's not pretty good at shooting the mid-range jump shot. He's only one of the best in the NBA. Yeah, I mean, so it's like knowing the moment that I, I think that there's a lot that we can look at with Billy Donovan as well and and take some issue with, but there's just too there's too many moments where the Bulls have to be too perfect because they're losing at math in other areas. Take it from somebody who was not good at math. I know we just had experience with that before we started going live. He was like, Hey, I can't do I'm not gonna do math. Let's just start the show. <laughs> bro, I literally, yeah, did. literally bro, said I, that was hey, I was addition too. I was trying to add up how many views, but you know, when you got that many views, baby, sometimes it's hard to put all them big numbers together. You know what I'm saying? Baby, yeah, no, okay, don't worry. Uh, no, 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 no. I see what yeah, you know what I'm talking about. On. I see what you Mr. T Chain's on today, too, my brother. That's that's hey, it is what it is, man. Hey, you know my boy mean? got on the Bulls jacket, the locked on t shirt. What hat is that? This is the hat from last night. This is the one they gave away. Oh, okay. That's okay. It's actually right. a really nice hat. It is a really nice hat. It looks it's like it's really quality nice too. It's, it's it's a good quality hat. I'm not gonna lie to you. A little strap back though. I'm more of a snapback guy. I don't like the. I'm not a strap back guy. I can't say the joke that I want to unlocked on. So we're gonna move right along. Um, <laughs> was that crazy? <laughs> that was a little crazy, bro. A little crazy. It was the emphasis that you put on it made it a slightly crazy, bro. Yeah, slightly crazy. Yeah. What, what's what else was crazy that? today was the game called by the referees, and me and Pat are going to talk about that a little bit. But before we get into that, I got to talk to you guys about one of our sponsors, and that is FanDuel. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. And if you're looking to bet on any type of game tomorrow, it is the battle of the Los Angeles Lakers and the Clippers going down tomorrow. The Los Angeles Lakers are giving up eight and a half points in that as well. So look up on that one. That, that should be a pretty fun game. Uh, Lakers have are no longer the best team in L.A., and uh, that's been the truth for a while there, so they just got to deal with that one. But anyway, the app is super easy to use, and there's so many different ways to bet, like live game parlays, find bets in the new Explore tab, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, Pat. So everybody is going to talk about... This call uh, that the refs made on DeMar DeRozan where they overturned the, the, the foul. The, and then they also took away the shot. It was DeMar DeRozan on Grayson Allen. It, it would have tied every – no, the Bulls would have been up 111 and 109 at that point. It takes us down to be tying 109 all. Uh, how, how much do you think that really changed the outcome of the game? I think it's massive. I think it's a, that's a huge call. Um, because the Bulls would have been up three, it changes how they go out there and attack you, and and now you're playing with a, uh, not the, the very big assumption there, right? Because it would have been one eleven, one oh nine at that point, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm assuming Demar Derozan knocks down the free throw, um, but you're talking about one twelve, one oh nine at that point. That changes how they attack you. That changes how you go down on the other end. Now, were the Bulls going to end up losing that little bit of uh, the lead? as well maybe but i'll tell you what that would have been a huge momentum shift uh kudos to grayson allen 
Uh, and Derek, it, it's crazy to even say that, but but to get Demar on that call um, to and have them review it, but the basket should have counted. I, it was clear cut to me that that basket should have counted. Ball is released, the fouls after the play. It's an offensive foul. Like, how's that basket not count? So I, I mean, listen, the 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 NBA refs are. <laughs> I mean, if if the NFL didn't exist. You're talking about the worst refs in the world. Like the fact that your top two is not good. And this is something that's been consistent throughout the season. There's clear favoritism at times. There's clear, just blatant disregard for what the actual rules of basketball are. I, I mean, like, <laughs> I, I don't know what to say about the NBA refs. They, I, I think that now more than ever before, you feel the entertainment aspect of basketball where they say they're going to call the game to make the game entertaining. Mm-hmm. Because in that second half as a whole, it was just like, hey, bro, there's a lot of free throws for Phoenix. What's going on here? Like, like there's there's a lot of foul calls coming coming their way. Like, this, this feels very one-sided here. And I, I just, I don't know, man. Like, how many times are we going to have to have this conversation about refs? How many times... Are we are we going to sit here and talk about, you know, what what the referees are, are how they're impacting the game? Like, I I I it's too often for the NBA to just continue to do nothing. Yeah, yeah, it's that. I mean, in the first half, you look at the free throw discrepancy it was twelve free throws for the Phoenix Suns, only two for the Chicago Bulls in the first half of this game. Second half, it kind of flips some. Twelve free throws for the Bulls in the second half of this game. Five for the Phoenix Suns, but outside of that, right, even just the ticky-tacky fouls that don't necessarily result in free throws, that it felt very heavily leaning towards the Phoenix Suns down the stretch of this game, for sure. Well, listen, the Phoenix Suns have Kevin Durant, the Phoenix Suns have Devin Booker, and the Phoenix Suns have Bradley Beal. Guess what? You you don't win the star battle. You lost that math, too. You know what happens with stars? Stars get calls. We benefited from it for 10 years. Yeah. Benefited from it a little bit with Derrick Rose too. Sometimes, oh, absolutely. Yeah, especially, I mean, like, it was, it was some times when Derrick was yeah. like dunking on dudes, and it was just like off or defensive foul. And it was like, well, what's what's he really supposed to do there? Like, <laughs> he just got dunked on. Like, how how how's he gonna get out the way of that? Dude, you can do all things through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's all, that's all I got to say. No, I just I I I look at the the the, the refs in in the NBA as a whole, and I just I. I, I'm not a fan of how the game is being called. It's being called for entertainment purposes. You clearly can see it. Right? They want the their stars is, to get the calls. And the thing is, is that you would think that the NBA would have gotten this together after last year where literally the whole conversation around sports wasn't just Bulls fans. It wasn't just, it was literally every team, every fan base, ESPN, TNT, everybody talked about how bad the officiating was so consistently last season. Now, I'll say this. It's still been bad this season. It hasn't been as consistent where every single night, every single big game, you're like, "Hey, the refs were tripping." But it's yep. still enough that you gotta you gotta start looking at it to do to rein it in some. If you're the NBA, you gotta do something about it because it's just it's it is like I know you say it for entertainment purposes, and I do understand what you mean by that. But it's not entertaining, and people are getting tired of. Well, I think that's the thing, right? It, it's entertaining for the top teams. This was a fun game to watch. Fun, yeah, that's that's true as well. It was a yeah. fun game to watch. You know what wasn't fun? 
for the the rest of the world watching the Phoenix Suns get their heads kicked in by the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, you know I mean, like that's 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 what I mean by the entertain. We know what the there's a certain aspect of the game, and and I think that's the advantage to going out and getting stars. If you sit there and you talk about you're going to get a star player, and you're the advantage to having stars is you're going to get calls. The advantage to having stars is stars go to the free throw line. You don't have stars on this team. Demar Rosen's old. Kobe White's young. Nikola Vucevic ain't been a star in. Yeah, five years at this point, and and Zach Levine, they never considered him a star. Like I get it, he's an all star, and he makes the te- it makes the all star team. But they've never the NBA has never considered him a draw. The NBA has never considered him somebody that we can sit here and monetize around. And so what happens? Zach Levine doesn't get those calls. The teams that get those calls, Kevin Durant's on those teams. LeBron James on those teams. Stephen I mean, Curry's on those Zach teams. Zach Levine can't even get a call for somebody to want to trade him. He's definitely not getting calls in, on the basketball court. Like, I knew it was coming. It was a well-done job. Like, it was a well-set up. It was pretty yeah, good. It was, I clapped it up, up pretty nicely. Listen, I'm not going to give you 1,000. I'll give you 500 points for that. That's fine. That's fair. That's, it, it was too easy of a joke to get the full 1,000. Yeah, I'll take yeah, the 500 yeah. points yeah, It was 500 that. points. It was pretty good, though. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's tough and it sucks, but it, that's Uh, that was insane um it sucks as fans to watch a game to be be officiated like that it does especially when you're fans of the team without the stars and i think that's the part that's very irritating for most fans right that's why you see guys up in Toronto. think about the teams we always seen going off Bulls fans, Toronto fans, um, trying to think, Magic fans. I mean, Houston fans. I mean, like, I mean, listen, listen. To their credit, the the Brooklyn Nets and Sacramento King fan base were going off a lot last year too, and their teams were winning at times. So yeah, but it's still there's no stars on those teams. Like Sacramento, kind of. Yeah, Fox not a star. We're not Fox a star. I think he's a star at this point. I think I think De'Aaron Fox at this point is a star, and I think you're seeing him get a lot more of those calls this year too. Okay. I think that playoff run last year where you're going head up against the Warriors was kind of like, oh, okay, all right, well, well, all right, maybe, maybe he, maybe he's that guy. Maybe, maybe we need to give him a little bit more yeah. respect. I think that might have been his sort of like how we had with here, here with Derek, right? Like Derek didn't get those calls until the Boston series. After the Boston series, that is the absolute fact. After the Boston series, Derek got those calls. Yeah, because Derrick Rose was one of the best point guards in the NBA. Remember, he went on that uh, tour where he was ethering all the point guards. Bro, in that was year? one of that was one of the most fun times because it was literally it was like he had CP3 and uh, uh, dang, who's the dude who went to Illinois now? Three, he had Tony Parker, he had Der, uh, Deron Williams, Deron Williams, that's who now. it was. Yeah, Brandon Williams, Jennings. The battles between him and Russ. Yeah, like, Russ on that one. He he did could. Hey, Russ was going at that boy though. No, but, Russ, uh, went, Russ went on went after him the MVP year, but the year before the MP, MB, MVP year, Derek cooked him both yeah. games. So, but it's it's just like the, all of a sudden, right? In the, I remember in that stretch, like we were getting those calls. Derek was getting those yeah. calls, but he was just like, I dig it. I appreciate that. Appreciate that one, ref. Like that's does it suck? Yes. Is that who the NBA is? Yes. And also Mariah Mills. It, wow. Crazy. <laughs> Insane activity. Zion Williamson <laughs> and porn stars. 
Stephen A. said it best, bro. Oh, Stephen man. A it's read, brother. Uh, <laughs> hey, man, we got to tell you guys all about prize picks before we get into uh, an interesting last, last play called by Billy Donovan. Very interesting last play called by Billy Donovan. I'm not a fan. Hayes giving him more credit than I'm giving him. Uh, but first, we do have to tell you guys all about Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America with the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of players, including pros and sharks, you pick more or uh, more than or less than on two or six players stat projection and watch the winnings roll in with the basketball season here. You can now pick combo projections across football, basketball from special leagues, uh, a league specifically created for combo project projections. Uh, if you got a uh, Travis Kelsey coming up in this week's upcoming game, you can get a 10 and a half point combo on Travis Kelsey receptions and Kobe white three pointers made want to play alongside some of prize picks, favorite rap players like rapper Meek Mill comedian, Andrew Schultz. You can now find community plays under the promos tab on the app to view entries for some of the biggest names in prize picks. They even offer a reboot policy so that entries stay in play, even if one of your players gets injured. For football or basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, the player is rebooted. Prize picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an insurance policy. So go to prizepicks.com forward slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first time deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com forward slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. All right. So we talked about the ref and the calls, the lack thereof. But there was some stuff down the stretch of Billy Donovan. Outside of, like, I also got to talk about Billy Donovan's lack of calling timeouts to stop momentum. Like, he just does not care. He doesn't care. But then, so, the Bulls are down by two. There's 1.6 seconds left on the clock. They run an inbounds play. The inbounds is a lob to Patrick Williams. And then that gets a foul call. Not on the shot is before he touched the ball. So we get the 1.6 seconds back. We can run a play um, that ends up in being DeMar DeRozan double covered at the three-point line. Uh, what do you make of those two play calls, Pat? Uh, both of them are bad. And and I get, I, I heard you over on Chicago Bulls Central saying at least it was different. It showed a little bit of creativity. Yeah, that's all I gave it. I didn't say it was good. I just said Diff- it was I was going to say different, different don't mean good. Different yeah. don't mean. <laughs> I just said it was different. <laughs> like, like it was, it was, it was different. And there's so here's the thing. One, who do we think P will is that he's the one that we're going to send up there to go get that ball and, and be able to tip it. Like, I'm not gonna lie. I'd have loved for you to put Andre Drummond back on the floor. If that's the play to which you're looking to run. Like, see, I think, I think, I think the goal wasn't necessarily think that the tipping was going to go in. I do think that was designed to try to get to the foul line. And Patrick Williams is a much better free throw shooter. Than, I just, than yeah, but like, even in a situation like that, here's my problem with, with what you did there. You're calling plays to not make the basket. Like, that's always what a tip-in feels like unless you just have a dude that's like Giannis. Yeah. Or you have a, a Anthony Davis on your team, right? Somebody that is like, hey, listen, he can go up and get it and, two-hand jam that mug down and you know 
exactly what that guy does because he does that on every play. Like literally the defender in the back of his mind is going, Hey, he might sneak behind me and dunk his basketball. So I have to worry about that as well as popping out. I'm not worried about that with P will. And, and I get it right. Like that's kind of why you want to utilize that, but it didn't feel like that pass was to try and get P will the ball. It did feel like it was to do exactly what you said. The get fouled, get to the free throw line, knock down two. Why? Mm. Why can't we just draw up a play to win the game? Why can't we just draw I mean, up a play? Let's see, but that's still a play to the, the 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 fact is the point is is to put points on the board, and you want to put yourself in the most high percentage spots to do that. A lob and a three point shot from Demar aren't gonna like as far as trying to make the to dunk it, getting yourself into a position to get to the free throw line is going to be way more high percentage than anything else you're going to get at that point with that personnel out there on the court. I mean, I I hear you, but at the same time, you're calling a play to try and get to the line versus calling a play to try and actually just make a bucket. It feels like you don't have a play in your playbook that you can call for somebody to just score a basket. But that's like you you don't have a call in your playbook with 1.6 seconds left to get Kobe White an open look. You don't have a call in your playbook with 1.6 seconds left to heck get Patrick Williams an open three point shot or get Patrick Williams something where he's diving to the basket and people get stuck on screens. Like you don't have, and we've talked about this with Billy Donovan. He's he's Mm -hmm. terrible at out of bounds calls. Inbounds play calls are terrible. A a lot of times the players are terrible at executing them. I can guarantee you a one-legged turnaround fadeaway was not the shot Billy Donovan probably had drawn up, but that's the shot DeMar went with. Do you practice that shot? But that's, but that's the only shot that was there. Like, and, But see, that goes back to the thing, and that's why I did give Billy Donovan credit for trying to get more creative because once that happened, everybody knew where the ball was going to go. It was every like, You saw there were two players and a third were coming over to DeMar DeRozan. Everybody knew where it was going to go. Yeah, and and that's... We never use that to our advantage. You know what I mean? Like, like, let's be like, bro, let's be real. Right. The Grayson Allen, I, and his uh, to his credit, the getting the ball in, I want to say uh, 20 seconds left, getting the ball in to DeMar. He's one-on-one down low, Grayson Allen, turn around, pull up midi bucket. Love that. Everybody in the building knew you were throwing that basketball to DeMar. And while I I I know all the clutch numbers for DeMar. We ain't seen that in a while in game-winning shot situations. The last game-winning shot situation where he knocked that ball, knocked that shot down, we talking about two years ago when uh, 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 when he was on his wilt run. If I'm not mistaken, I don't believe he's got a game-winning shot since then. He has some game tying shots for sure. Game tying shots, yes. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I I don't know the game winning shots off the top of my head. And it's not even to say that you can't go to Demar in those situations, but to me, it's like everybody knew you were going to Demar. The entire defense followed Demar. Why not throw it to the dudes that should be on the other side of the court, but for some reason, all bunched up right by Demar as well. Like it's just it 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 goes to what we've continued to say on a just complete lack of creativity in an out-of-bounds play to get yourself a good look at a shot. I mean, I can't argue that. <laughs> I can't argue. Like, But the thing, like I said before, like I think that we're you over, 
analyzed later. It has to just be a shot. At the end of the day, you're making a, you're trying to make the play that's going to win, or, or at least put you in the overtime. So I, I can't, I can't call or have an issue with the law play. That last play to Demar, though, everything that you said is 100% correct. Like there was no intricacies to it. There was, no, it was, lit, it was. I said it on the live stream. It was literally Luke Getzey calling a basketball play. It was Luke Getzey on his third screen. Yeah, the third yeah. that's it. Yeah, I don't it. know, bro. That was that was. I think that was a gut punch way to end the game, uh, especially a game that you had played so well. Especially a game that I just I don't get not going to any of your hot hands. Um, Kobe White played extremely well in that fourth quarter, extremely well. I I thought that you know he was a he was a very big reason why you're in this game at all. I mean, as far as shooters are going uh, in the fourth quarter, Kobe White didn't miss a shot. Why can't we go to him then? Like, at what point do we just say, hey, maybe we give this guy a chance to see if he can knock down a shot? When DeMar DeRozan is off the team. And uh, you listen, that's a conversation. Like, (laughs) you're losing numbers games. You should have won this game. You didn't play well enough defensively down the stretch. Fine, but you should have won this game. You should have been able to knock down enough shots to win this game. You got outscored 67 to 44 in the second half. You need scores. You need, and I think you have a really good one in Kobe White. I, I like the vets that we have on this team. Some of them may need to be you um, be moved away. Uh, like but Javon you know what? AC Javon Carter is not, uh, I don't count him as a vet I like on this team. Uh, but, okay, uh, well, that's fair. That's uh, fair. Listen, listen that, that's a vet I don't like. <laughs> that's that vet <laughs> I don't like. Um, but yeah, I mean, like Tory Craig, Alice Caruso, those guys bring the right mindset. Vooch gives you the skill set. Um, I, I think there's some good vets on this team to mix with your young guys. You got to move off of the, the Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan tandem because, to me, you can get back, at a minimum, get back guys that can knock down the three ball consistently. Continue to come into the modern NBA. Like, we've gotten partially there. We just got to finish the journey. That comes with shooters. Let's also stop drafting young guys that can't shoot. Because if I see Dalen Terry take that broke jump shot in the corner one more time, I'm going to lose it. Did you see that kid on Twitter yesterday that had to be in like a fifth or sixth grade game and he tried to dunk the basketball and just threw it off the side of the rim? That's Dalen Terry every play. Dalen said, leave him alone. Man, leave Dalen, him alone. Hey, Dalen, leave that shot alone. How about that? I mean, <laughs> we don't disagree with We don't disagree on that. <laughs> Dalen Terry is like, uh, he just... Uh, I want better for Dalen. I really do. Want I love Dalen. I love the energy. Um, hey, drum. Next time you call somebody out, maybe back it up a little bit and don't let Dalen hype your head up because you, you got tell him to back it up a little bit. Uh, uh, you just tell him to back it up a little bit. Might Come on, crazy. let's get, let's back about this show, bro. It's done. Every it time we crazy. do a late show, we get to tripping. We are going to be here at two o'clock in the morning on Thursday. Let's get up out of here, bro. Follow me on everything at uh, Path of Designer. You can follow us both on everything at Locked On Bulls. And uh, y'all, y'all stay safe out there, Chicago. <laughs> oh, pass out here telling people to back it up. You guys can follow me at CEO Hayes. We want to make thank you guys. This crash bandicoot. <laughs> we want to thank you guys for tuning in.
<laughs> to another episode of Locked on Bulls. Make sure you guys are following us at Locked on Bulls. Man, we're free and available on every podcasting app and platform of your choice, as well as YouTube. For Path the Designer, this has been Locked on Bulls. Peace, y'all. Peace. That mother Dalen go to the buck and be like, what?